Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If y'all ready for this draft, let me hear you say, yeah! This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Ryan Leaf. When I was drafted, I told you I was doing this and you're not coming along with me. And that's one of my biggest regrets to this day that I didn't involve my home state and my hometown more in that success. Today's guests, pro football focus analyst, Bruce Gretkowski, pro football hall of famer, Peyton Manning, seven-year NFL veteran, Joey Harrington, Washington Post NBA writer, Ben Golliver, plus actor, Kevin Connolly. And now, sitting in for Rick. It's Ryan Lee. Welcome, 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 everybody, to day two of the NBA draft. Day three of yours truly hosting this show. I don't know if you saw that lineup, but I pretty much am not going to have to say a word today, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, you probably should ask some questions and get well, some Well, I mean, thoughts. yeah. I, guess I mean, I'm like, just saying. Hey, how are you feeling? Hey, what's up? What's up, bro? <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. As always, TJ Jefferson, Mr. Heller. Mr. Heller replaces Michael Del Tufo as he picked. Not his name. Oh. (laughs) Did you do that on purpose? Yes, I did it on purpose. Uh, Jonathan Heller. Like like 10 minutes ago, you didn't know his name. (laughs) Mr. Feller. Hey, we do it all the time. It's 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 your thing. It's your thing. Well, Michael Del Tufo, of course, right? Uh, he just decided to take the day off because he he flat out picked the the twenty second pick in the NFL draft yesterday. Well, in Quay Walker. What happened was they saw him in the Packers green room and they decided to fly him up to, to be like, "Yo, we need you for the rest of this draft." So yep. that's you know, as a shareholder, he had that right. Clearly, he was in on the second pick of the first round for the Green Bay Packers because they didn't go wide receiver. So. Um, Chris Brockman to my left. Hey, Ryan. What's up? What's up? <laughs> I'm, what? fe- I'm feeling strange this morning. Well, you know, that's what happens when you take a guy that pretty much everybody else thinks would go in the third round in the first round. People are strange when there's a stranger. People. It's draft time. Belichick's got to go. Got to go. Got to go. Idiots in Boston are already calling up, talking it- about how Belichick must go. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Ryan, as Brockman put on Twitter yesterday in about – 17 years you'll be getting yeah. this guy fitted for his Hall yeah. of Fame. It's all good. Cole Strange <laughs> yeah. is bust in, the, in uh, Canton. It's going to be amazing. Can't wait yeah. to look at it. I mean, it, it's it's such a New England Patriots draft pick, though, right? Like, yeah. Uh, and with the first pick in the uh, for the New England Patriots in each and every round, uh, player from Dartmouth, player from yeah. uh, Rutgers, Nova Scotia, Canada, who's never played football, just wrestled bears. Yeah. But I mean, it's trade. It's trade down. Take a guy you've never heard of. Yeah. Trade down. Take some guy who just fills a bunch of needs. Like whatever. All right, big show. Let's big, do it. big, Let's big do show it. today. Uh, here in about uh, 17 minutes, Bruce Gradkowski, former NFL quarterback. Uh, and, and analyst for PFS, going to join us. Talk about only one quarterback taken in the first round. Only one quarterback taken in the first round. That was a, that was a big, big conversation piece heading into it. Um, at 10 a.m. Now, 
I, I, I teased this yesterday. I said that you there's did. a possibility we could have a special guest. Now, every time I host the show, I put my you know requests out, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I have the talent booking staff here reach out to the likes it's of... It's a lofty guest list. Will Ferrell. <laughs> and then there are people in my phone that I'll text and just remind that, hey, I'm, I'm hosting the Eisen Show, this, this, and that date... Uh, would you have a few minutes? And so I always text Peyton, always. And he's he's kind enough to always respond like, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm I'm out of the country, or I'm doing this. I'm, I can't." And I always say thank you. And then, unbelievably, yesterday we get a text heading into the show, like, "Yeah, I think I could. I think I could do Friday. What time?" And I said, "Whatever time you want, man. Yeah. <laughs> we will thir- move, we will work around you. Six yeah. thirty a.m. I'll come in early. For we'll, that. <laughs> we'll work around you. Whatever you want. You're you're oh you're you're in uh you're in." Europe, you want to do it at four in the morning? Yeah, we can get that done. We can get that done. No, he's going to call in at ten a.m. So excited! I was talking with Anna, uh, my partner, of course, and telling what her up, I was. Anna? I was telling her I was ex- excited that that Peyton was going to come on, and and when he finally texted me back and said he was confirmed, um, I I put a t- together a text to send to Anna that said I got Peyton confirmed at ten a.m. Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Mm-hmm. But I, but I'm like a geek and a geeky nerd on this thing and, and i sent it to peyton i figured i knew that's where you were going i'm like please no no yeah please tell me that's all it said was i got peyton i said i got peyton at 10 a.m explanation point explanation point confirmed and what did he write back to nothing you? just yep nothing <laughs> okay. yep yep you do you idiot. but ryan let me i do that a lot though i yeah. like I'll, I'll 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 put together a, a text <laughs> and i'll send it to the, the person that like i it's like it's everyone's worst nightmare, though, right? Like, especially if it's a text that you don't. Well, want I'm glad it wasn't like I yeah, wasn't like so like fanboying out. Yeah. Like, uh, I can't believe, I or just like, or just like, finally, yeah, Peyton fine. comes on the show and yeah. I'm hosting. It's like this dude's been big leaguing me for <laughs> twelve years now. Finally, big time decides <laughs> yeah. to grace us with his presence. Uh, so Twenty five years. So, Ryan, yeah. you said you had previously you hosted this show a few times before in the last few years, right? And you had <laughs> asked him, and he always said no, right? And until now, yeah. you know the difference? What? Sports Emmy nominated Rich Eisen show. <laughs> this guy. Also, that's that, what's I mean, up. That's what's up. <laughs> Sports Emmy nominated Peyton Manning as well, I believe. I believe. The Manning cast. The Manning cast, yeah. yes. So, congratulations. Maybe I can get some tips from him. About- so, that was the difference, right? You know, we, we, had, we had to get to another level for Peyton to be like, yeah, I'll come in. Or, or, or he just needed to see that, that I really could do this thing. You know, that's that's the biggest thing in all this. All right, at uh, at eleven o'clock. Well, Rich is going to join us at ten forty-two to talk about night one of the draft uh, as well. And then at eleven o'clock, Ben Golliver from the Washington Post, NBA writer, is going to talk about the three games from last night, all closed out on the road. Uh, incredibly well done by Phoenix, by Dallas, by Philadelphia. They move on uh, to the semis of their respective conferences, and then we have one series that's left, Game Six tonight. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, battle it up, uh, battle it out up in Minneapolis. We'll talk to Ben all about that. And then, of course, at 1120, friend of the show, uh, friend of mine, uh, Kevin Connolly, uh, actor uh, from Entourage fame, as well as uh, founder of Action Park Media, um, where he produces a ton of podcasts, mine as well, um, uh, over there. So I'm excited. He's going to be in studio. This will be the first time I've ever had an in-studio guest when I have been the guest host. Hey, hey. Really? Trivia nice. there. 
Answered. <laughs> Asked. Answered. All right. Let's get into it, man. Last yeah. night was awesome. So I got it right here. Let's go. I got it right here. Uh, I took the time last night as it was playing out to, to put a document together on a computer, typing it in with all the relevant information. It's not um, a game, huh? Yeah, it was. It was also an excuse, or I shouldn't say an excuse, but like evidence when I showed Anna, when I came upstairs, like, look, I was actually, I was, I really had to do this. <laughs> I was working. I was working. I was working. working. <laughs> I know you were up here feeding a child who was throwing food all over the place and wanted to watch Moana on Disney and, and, and you couldn't find it. Yeah. Well, this, this is, this is why. This is what your man does. This is what your man I does. I mean, Encanto's great too. I mean, if you need a new movie. Oh no, we've seen that a hundred times. Okay, great. <laughs> And I can tell you right now, we talk about Bruno all, all the, the time. time. You don't yes. talk about Bruno, but. But, but. but Mick G runs around the house and he just kind of creeps up next to you and he goes, seven foot frame, rats along his back. Yeah. Yeah, he does that to me all the time. And don't I'm just talk like, about Bruno. Don't talk about Bruno. It was McGee predicting his future with a seven-foot frame? You know? Well, yeah, that's the, that's the truth. Uh, he also loves the Louisa song, where, where Louisa's carrying around all the uh, donkeys. You oh, know? yeah. So yeah. she's super strong. Super strong. Super strong. And he even said, I want to be Louisa for Halloween this year. So. Get in the weight room. Long long skirt, white White shirt and some some muscles, huh? Oh, muscle yeah. costume. All right. All right, NFL draft. <laughs> NFL draft. <laughs> if you were picking the uh, Disney films for the NFL draft, the number one pick this year would be Encanto. Encanto. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. All right. So uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, of course, uh, the betting favorite, Trayvon Walker, yep. went number one. Now, we did our mock draft yesterday, and, of course, I, I said Kayvon Thibodeau, and I think a lot of people had – had uh, something to say about that a little bit. Um, I don't think a lot of people thought Kayvon would go as high as he did either. He goes number five to the New York Giants, and it just seems like it's the it seemed like the right pick. Like it's the immediacy of him being drafted. All of a sudden, like everything else faded away. Like oh, they nailed it. Yep. yep. You know, and that makes you wonder why why he wasn't the number one overall pick. I really think he should have been. Jacksonville seems ecstatic with the Trayvon Walker pick. I am not. Uh, he's not necessarily a guy that just flat out comes off the edge and gets after the quarterback. I don't know. You know, Jacksonville thought they, they made the right pick. We'll see how it plays out. Um, there's a ton of expectation on them. This team is not very good. Uh, they got a new coach. All of that is in play right now. Um, but at number two, then Aiden Hutchinson, of course, goes home to Michigan, back to Detroit. Um, for the Detroit Lions, I think that's a home run pick for him. Uh, for the Lions as well, him coming off the edge. The Houston Texans, in a bit of a surprise. I know Trevor Sikama, our guest yesterday, said this. He said that that Derek Stingley would go number three. Yep. He had heard some things, and some other people had talked about if that was a situation where a defensive edge rusher, uh, the two guys that they really liked weren't available, that they were going to go corner. And so, you know, going number three, where I think. You know, you could have got him later. This was something where I think Houston could have traded back if this is the guy they wanted to get. But they go and they reach and they get Derek Stingley Jr. And a lot of people think that that uh, that maybe the pick after him in New York, Sauce Gardner, was the better of the corners in terms of his length, his size, all of it. But if there was anybody who was ecstatic as, as the New York Jet fans, it was Rich Eisen last night, right? And Sauce Gardner with his... Um, his sauce jewelry, his bottle of sauce, 
I like when Melissa asked him last night, what's in the sauce? He's like, more sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Ryan, how about him giving a sh- saying shout out to Rich as he's getting an interview? Like, right? Rich pounded the table for that man for months and yep. was rewarded by a shout out. Well, I sauce. think we'll probably find out today when we talk to Rich that Joe Douglas and Rich were in contact over the last few days. Really like intense conversations about what and how the Jets were going to go about their business. The worry for Joe Douglas was he didn't know if sauce would be available because of what, how yeah. Rich had pumped him up, right? And when you're an Emmy-nominated show, That's what when you speak, there's a bump. There's a real bump to that, right? You, if you guys we remember, call it the Eisen bump. It's a real thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it was back in the day, the Colbert bump. I don't know if you watched the Colbert show, right? I mean, anytime Colbert had him on, anybody on the show, you know, they became... A household name, and now sauce is. You have sauce in every house, and now it's going to happen. <laughs> truly is. Uh, sauce Gardner at four. We mentioned Kayvon Thibodeau to the New York Giants at five. Iquanu uh, goes to Carolina. That was the first opportunity, I think, for a quarterback to step into the into the room, right? The, the Carolina Panthers were in need, or so people would say, Sam Darnold is still there. Sam Darnold is still getting paid $19 million on a fifth-year option this year. you know. So they went the offensive line. And if I'm Sam Darnold, I'm going, thank you. Thank you. You give me more protection. You give a guy that can do both things in the passing game as well as in the run game to help Christian McCaffrey. I, I thought it was a, a, a home run pick as well. Then you go back to the New York Giants and uh, Evan Neal, uh, offensive tackle at Alabama, can play left or right, will most likely play right tackle. Um, great pick. Chris, you said something to me before the show about the, the top 10 picks this year. Um, straight up, they got it done right. Yeah, it seems like every team nailed it. It wasn't uh, one pick where in the top 10 where you just kind of scratched your head and been like, Oh, man, really? I mean, I guess the only one you really could have thought that would have been Stingley at number three. But like you said, uh, Trevor Sikama was on yesterday and said that's what he was hearing. So I just felt every team just made the no-brainer smart. This pick is who you should take in this spot, and they are going to be a good player for you moving forward. And then maybe one more question to it may have been Drake London at eight. Just because the injury... He right. didn't run a 40. Right. There was speculation. But what we should have known, you know, Drake the singer, the rapper out there, he had some inside information he had to. He threw a hundred grand down on Drake London being the first overall wide receiver drafted in last night's draft. Mm-hmm. It was a plus two forty, so he made a cool quarter of a million dollars there. Quarter mil. Yeah. Man, I, I mean, Sarah's a Falcons fan, obviously, as she's psyched about it. I mean, he's like their Mike Evans now. Big, physical guy who can obviously dominate in the red zone. And I think him being the first wide receiver taken, totally fine. Not a reach, not a stretch, any, uh, any stretch of the imagination. Uh, as we saw last night, wide receivers were plentiful in the draft. Big names, big players. And now that is now a position where guys are getting paid like superstars. Uh, as we saw with the A.J. Brown trade, which came out of nowhere, and we're waiting to see what happens with Debo Samuel, but it's a wide receiver. It's a passing league, as we know, and now wide receivers are getting paid like quarterbacks used to be getting paid. It's kind of a wild time right now. We're going to get into the conversation piece a little bit about that, but those are your first eight picks. The, Jet, uh, the Seahawks grabbed Charles Cross, offensive tackle out of Mississippi State. 
to protect whoever their quarterback's going to be. I suspect them to to maybe take a quarterback early in the second round tonight. And then the Jets uh, at the bottom of the top 10 grab Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, out of Ohio State. Out the up. Ohio yeah. State. Please get it right. I don't understand. Like, like it's called the Washington State University, by the way. Mm. It is. There's a lot of schools that way. That's just elitism <laughs> and, and absolute nonsense. And I will not be a part of it. All right. But you just were. I know. I, 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 I cowered to your, and I won't do it anymore. All I'm right? not a fan either. But you, oh, know, I, you. I, you know. And I'm sitting in the man from Michigan's chair. I, I'm kind of, I, I take on a bit. I'm wearing Michigan blue today. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. Two Michigan players go in the top. Top 32, uh, no, no first-round draft picks out of the Big 12 this year for a second season in a row. That's bananas. All righty. Uh, when we come back, Bruce Gradkowski is going to join us, talk about everything that went on with the NFL draft last night. You're listening to the Rich Eisen Show here on Westwood One and Peacock TV. We'll be right back. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests Work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan Lee filling in for Rich, who is in Las Vegas. Wall-to-wall coverage of the NFL Draft round one uh, last night. Joined by TJ Jefferson, Mr. Feller on the ones and twos. Hey, Roger. Chris Brockman (laughs) right there. Roger. Wow. Roger Leaf. Roger. And by the way, uh, Jason, it's Dr. Leaf. All right. I don't know if you watched the show yesterday, but everybody found out that I do have an honorary doctorate. So if you want to... Call me that. Maybe I'll get your name right yeah. more often. Come Just hey, letting you know. Okay. Dr. Leaf, all right. Come correct. Oh, all right. Joining us now, uh, good friend of mine, fellow co-host over at SiriusXM, as well as analyst for Pro Football Focus, former NFL quarterback Bruce Gradkowski joins us now. What's up, Bruce? How we doing? Brian, I'm good, brother. 
You know, it's, it wasn't probably a start to the draft you and I uh, look forward to with all the defensive guys, but, you know, I, I'm doing well, and I'm looking forward to seeing when these other quarterbacks go off the board. Well, yeah, that was the, the question I was going to ask, right? There there was talk coming into the draft that it wasn't necessarily, a, you know, a very uh, exciting quarterback class, but regardless, when that happens – um, teams start to feel a little nervous, some anxiety. Are we going to pass up a guy that could change the franchise for us? And they, they maybe become impulsive and reach for a guy higher than they need to. Not this time, right? right? One quarterback goes. Kenny Pickett to the Pittsburgh Steelers, your old stomping grounds, one of my, one of my teams growing up. Uh, what do you think about that pick? And uh, what do you expect from Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm excited for him. You know, we always talk about it's not about – when you go, but where you go. And the thing I was, I loved about the first round was what you pointed out. Like teams didn't feel like they had to reach and pick. And we see it every year, even teams like Carolina that are trying to find their next quarterback, you know, Atlanta, Seattle, they did not kind of panic early on in the draft. The draft kind of, they let it fall where it may. And it was good to see even the Carolina Panthers. I was excited about their move. That, Icky Iguanu uh, from NC State, the dude's a beast. I mean, he just plays with that tenacity that you need up front on the offensive line, and that changes the demeanor up front with the other four guys. So I think that's a game changer for them. So they didn't panic. They didn't reach for a quarterback, even if they love Pickett or Malik Willis. Um, and then the Steelers, you know, it's typical Steeler fashion. They just sit patient. They never uh, panic. Um, and they let the draft just come to them, and Kenny Pickett ends up falling right to them. We heard Tom in a week or so ago talk about one of the top characteristics of a quarterback is being an ultimate competitor, and that to me is what Kenny Pickett is. He's a football player. He's a winner. It doesn't always have to be pretty, but I think he finds a way, and Pittsburgh's used to having a guy behind center like that in Big Ben, and I think this is a perfect pick for Pickett and also the Steelers. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think people realize how big he is. Right, six foot three, two hundred seventeen pounds. I mean, he's 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 a lot bigger yeah. than a lot of people think, and they they focused on the hand size and everything like that. And this is, I, I really loved it as a, as a lifelong Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Uh, I know what kind of program it is. You were lucky enough to play for them, and I think this is a great fit. The way I likened this to, and, and Chris Brockman here and I were talking about it before the show, I liken this to what the San Diego Chargers did when they had Drew Brees on the roster, right? They had a guy, and when his contract was up, where Mitchell Trubisky will be a year or two from now, Phillip Rivers stepped in, and maybe Kenny can do the same. That's, that's what I think would be the, the best of, the, of all worlds for the Pittsburgh Steelers if they were able to get success out of Mitchell Trubisky, uh, compete, allow Kenny Pickett to develop, and then hand the car keys off to him when he's ready to take it. No, absolutely. And, you know, you talk about the Steelers organization and being a big fan of theirs. Coach Mike Tomlin builds an awesome culture. I mean, Mr. Rooney from the top down, Kevin Colbert, and then Tomlin running the day-to-day show. It's just impressive. It's a great environment and culture to be a part of. They let players develop into the players and people that they can become. And so for Kenny Pickett, even though he's a guy that could maybe tend to hold on to the ball too long in the pocket, Tom has been used to that in Big Ben. You know, So there's some similarities there 
that Tomlin's been through it before. Now he gets to work with a young quarterback in Kenny Pickett. They have some veterans with Mason Rudolph and um, and Mitchell Trubisky, you know, on the roster because it's it's also it's a tough tough spot for Trubisky. You know, he plays. The Steeler fans are just ec- ecstatic to just get a taste of Kenny Pickett and what he can bring in Pittsburgh because he played at Pitt. He right. was already there. They've already been a fan of his. So I don't know how long he'll sit on the bench, but this guy's a competitor. I think it worked perfectly for them, and I'm excited to see how it unfolds. All right, Kenny Pickett, of course, the only quarterback drafted in, in last night's first round. That leaves some quarterbacks that were were batted about in terms of where they might land, possibly in the first round, right? We're talking about uh, um, Malik Willis, uh, Matt Corral, uh, Sam Howell, Carson Strong, some of these guys. Where do you think those dominoes start to fall tonight? Yeah, that's going to be exciting to watch because, and that's what I'm so excited to see. Because think about the good quarterbacks that have gotten picked in the second round. You think you know one of probably the all-time greats, uh, especially probably the top pick in the second round, uh, Drew Brees. Um, we look at Andy Dalton had a good career. Uh, Derek Carr, look what he's doing. So let's not sleep on just because these guys didn't get picked in the first round. Um, they still have a good opportunity. And it's going to be exciting to see what happens because now I do feel like teams, there's not as much pressure. You know, if you draft a guy in the first round, that's your future. That's what you're hanging your hat on. Now if you if you draft a guy in the second round, third round, there's a little less pressure on the guy. And I think, you know, when we look at this second round tonight uh, and, and how it unfolds, when it gets to Seattle at pick 40, What's going to happen there? They have two picks in a row. Does Atlanta try to jump them and get one of these young quarterbacks? Um, and don't be surprised, like Washington, Detroit. You know, who gets in the mix? Do the Saints get in the mix? Knowing, look, we didn't think Malik Willis would slide to the second round. Let's go get him. So there's going to be a lot of excitement, especially how we saw the first round unfold with all the different trades and so forth. I'm looking forward to that again tonight. And another one to keep an eye on, how long is Baker Mayfield going to be hanging on in Cleveland? You know, do the Browns find a way and find a trade partner that happens tonight? I mean, that'd be exciting to see if that does come to play. But um, I think, you know, for uh, Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral, two guys that I liked, I really like Matt Corral, to be honest, right? I don't know how much you had a chance to watch him, but I felt like good intermediate-wise as far as short game. Uh, but then when you – kind of when he's pushing the ball downfield go routes post routes i felt like he was a little inaccurate and you know those times desmond ritter big strong guy straight line speed i worry about inconsistency accuracy wise with him um but two good players you know they they can develop and of course malik willis we talked about him a little bit um i think him just his athleticism his big arm I think he can can develop, and so that's kind of intriguing to me. And then Sam Howell, let's not forget what he's done out of NC. He lost a lot of uh, teammates last year to the draft to the NFL, um, but he has the physical tools. He's not the biggest dude. I felt like he was inconsistent at the combine a little bit when you and I were on the show. Um, but so I'm excited to see kind of how this unfolds tonight into the third round. The wide receiver position has just exploded. Uh, the market for it in free agency and trade value, uh, it's become the second most uh, percentage used by cap of teams in the NFL. Uh, and what I witnessed last night is 
once again, a team that feels like they're near or at the top of what they're doing, the Tennessee Titans, move off a wide receiver instead of paying him $100 million, but going and getting one in the, in the first round and yeah. having five years of contract and making, you know, uh, $15 million over the next four years in comparison to what uh, you pay the individual like A.J. Brown in one year of $25 million. What do you think about this and the market for the wide receiver position and how it's exploded? I know. I mean, you're so right, right? Because Tennessee is like, you know what? We'll go with the young guy. We'll trade A.J. Brown away. I came out of last night, and I was talking about it on NFL radio today. The biggest winner of round one was probably Jalen Hurts. You, you think about it. Jalen Hurts is sitting back, probably maybe watching the draft a little bit, and he, he just sees he they acquired A.J. Brown. I mean, automatically that offense just got that much better. Jalen Hurts just got that much better. So to me, I was excited for the Eagles moves and what they did. That was kind of cool to see. And then for the Titans, they draft Traylon Burks, big, strong guy, good straight line speed, good contest catch type of dude. Um, you know, does he have a little Debo Samuel in him? He's just, he's still not A.J. Brown, though. And you talk about it, it, it's those big contracts receivers are getting now. So I think it does. It plays out for A.J. Brown because he'll, he'll probably get the, the money he deserves. Um, and, and it plays out for Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. And now Tennessee, you know, they get a young guy that they have to develop. Now I'm not sure Ryan Tannehill's all that thrilled about it, you know, because you're going to have to go through the growing pains. And Tannehill, you know, you, you, he, he can't go any through any more growing pains. So I thought that was intriguing. And also another one, Ryan, I thought was cool is the Lions. How about the Lions draft? Yeah. You know, Aiden Hutchinson, they get a hometown kid, great demeanor, great player, all the production, the leadership he can bring on defense. And not only that, what do they do? They make a move uh, to trade up in the draft to go ahead and get one of the most dynamic, game-changing talents when he's healthy in Jamison Williams receiver out of Alabama so I thought the Lions had a good night as well yeah I, I agree we're gonna we're gonna put our our top five uh oh, picks into who we thought had the best night of the draft here in a little bit but uh if if you were if you were Jacksonville at number one uh and you had everything in front of you um the Trayvon Walker pick for me was was a bit surprising uh yeah. it, it shouldn't have been everybody was talking about it but just in terms of of what you could get at that spot and the expectations that exist, right? Are you surprised that ultimately that that Trent Balky and, and that Jacksonville Jaguars team went with Trayvon Walker rather than maybe more of an established player that that is a flat out edge rusher? Right. No, I was. I mean, I get it and I understand it. You know, sometimes too through this process, you know, uh, there's been a lot of shorts and t-shirt interviews and tests and all that. And you could get enamored by measurements. You could get enamored by those workouts. Let's not forget, what do they do in shoulder pads and a helmet? What do they do on Saturdays and Sunday? What do they do when you put on the game film? And that's where Aiden Hutchinson, his production is there. The guy's a beast. Now, Trayvon Walker, maybe the, the, the defense that the Jaguars run will allow him to really kind of excel because he is a physical freak. He can do it all. So they're kind of betting on that just with his stature and the way he can move and run and all that. Um, it, it will be intriguing. To me, though, of course, being a quarterback and you know being an offensive guy, 
I looked at it too, Ryan. I'm thinking, okay, Jacksonville just you know invested uh, two first round picks in Trevor Lawrence and ETN last year. Why not protect those guys and go with an offensive tackle? You know, look what the Jaguars have done the last few years when you know years ago when they had a good defense and they tra- trade Jalen Ramsey away. What what did that get them right? So to me, it was kind of like I would have rather them see, you know, and have gone all in offensively with the young talent they have. But we'll see how this plays out. Um, as long as, and this was my biggest concern, because yesterday you hear there was some, you know, inconsistencies in-house. Some of the Jaguars front office won this guy. The other people wanted this guy. I was glad to hear today that they were on the same page with this pick. Because at the end of the day, and you know how it is, it's it's hard enough to win in this league, uh, let alone if you're not on the same page. So I'm glad to see at least here that they're on the same page with this pick, and we'll see if it works out. Well, we hope it does. Jacksonville, of course, in need. They had a great coach after the debacle of last year. They have a great quarterback. Let's see how it plays out. Bruce Gradkowski from Pro Football Focus uh, joining us. Thanks for taking the time, Bruce. Good to talk to you. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Good to talk to you, too. Enjoy tonight. Yes, sir. Have a great day. All right. You know, he kind of – I think there's a lot of feelings around that, around the Trayvon Walker pick. I mean, Vegas and everybody knew what was going down with that. But, you know, there is a – there may be a question mark. And I I think the the next day you're going to have everybody on board of that. I mean, everybody's on board at that point. If you have dysfunction – in your organization and you got people talking about it behind their back the next day, then there's, then there's already a problem. I like that everybody's a part of it, but what did you expect today? Everybody, everybody was excited about it. Uh, just like we saw every uh, front office picture on the show, all slapping each other on the back and hit shaking hands and smiles when that, when their draft pick was, was put in. Yeah. It's just uh, one of those things. It's a lot of unknown. We don't know. Uh, we saw some of these other kids play, and you're like, okay, I know what we're getting from him. Sure, there's questions surrounding, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau and Derek Stinley and Aiden Hutchinson didn't have a great, you know, game in the college football playoff. But, you know, a guy like Trayvon Walker, a lot of people would say that he probably wasn't the best defender on his college team. And then you're scratching your head at why he would be considered number one. I guess Jacksonville thinks, look, we have time to let this guy develop into a top-flight defender. Um, They have a new coach coming in, so it's not like Doug Peterson is going to get one and done. So they have, uh, you know, some runway to let Trayvon Walker develop, and hopefully for their sake, he does. Unless he just hangs around after a Thursday night game in in the town and and grabs some tail, you know? Doesn't take the flight home, you mean? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or... Doug, don't do that. I'm just, just... Prefacing that, don't do that. Hypothetically speaking, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. All right, don't so, kick your kicker. Um, you know. Like you mentioned, it, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, we, we don't know. It's we have a, a guy. Unknown. Yeah, we have a guy unknown. coming on the show in 23 minutes, and a guy hosting the show that everybody thought we were both going to be playing each other in AFC championships for the foreseeable future. We don't know. We you don't never know. know. Yeah, the NFL uh, draft is kind of the ultimate crapshoot. Funny that's in Vegas this year, but yep. you know, half these guys drafted last night probably aren't going to have great careers. And maybe one or two will be Hall of Famers. Maybe. We have no idea. And that's kind of the beauty of it. It's why we tune in. It's why football will always be king. I do think that the the player that comes into the NFL draft, in particular first-round draft picks now, 
I think there's just a different maturity. I think there's a different um, way they approach it and understand that maybe the half is is isn't the number anymore. I think it's more on the the end of 75, 25, 75% of the guys are going to be successful. Um, and, and 25% may have, have some struggles and, 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 and have some difficulties. We'll see. We'll see. But, uh, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about what went on the rest of the first round before we bring on Peyton Manning in about 21 minutes or so you're watching and listening to the rich Eisen show. We'll be right back. I'm Ryan Leaf. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. All right. Welcome back, everybody listening out on the radio there. Um, We just talked to Bruce Gradkowski all about what he thought about went into round one. We've talked about the top 10 picks. Let's kind of take a look at what went on after this. Once the top 10 went down. Then it got crazy. Kind of all hell broke loose, right? It got crazy. Right? Let's look at some of the trades that that I'm talking about. At 11, uh, Washington traded out of that spot and New Orleans moved up, right? They knew they needed a wide receiver. They get a fellow Ohio State Buckeye to go with Michael Thomas and Chris Olave. Uh, then they follow. Then you followed up with twelve, uh, where the Detroit Lions move up uh, with Minnesota inside the division, right? And grab moved up from thirty-two. Yeah, big move, big, big move. move. And I think uh, if you heard Daniel Jeremiah last night on on the show, he really thought a move like that, that kind of aggressive move, mm-hmm. you, they were going after a quarterback. That's what I thought. Yeah, and no, they take Jameson Williams who a lot of people had slotted as the number one wide receiver in this year's class if the injury doesn't happen so late in last year's season, right? He was phenomenal. Great use of the transfer portal, right? Didn't feel like he was going to get the touches at Ohio State. Moves on, goes to uh, Alabama, and uh, just outstanding. And if you go and look at his six quarters against the likes of you know, the best defense in college football, Georgia, who had five defensive players drafted, 249 yards receiving. Whoa. Six quarters of football. We're not going to speak on that, though. We're not? (laughs) Nah, did you hear his uh, interview after the draft with Melissa Stark? She asked him a question about the injuries. Like, we're not going to speak on that. (laughs) (laughs) No disclosures. He's learning really quickly about the NFL, right? And he also also had uh, Nick Saban as his head coach in his final year of college. So he understands how to what yep. to say how to say it <laughs> he's like nope <laughs> yep nope all right and then immediately at 13 the philadelphia eagles move into that spot by trading from houston and they jump in and take jordan davis a guy that i was hoping would land in los angeles i wanted him to be that big run stopper his performance at the combine was so good he immediately gets on the um, mic with melissa and is all over philadelphia going to philly 
Then the news breaks, right? A.J. Brown, the trade, and all of a sudden, Philly's the talk of the NFL draft at that moment, right? You go Baltimore Ravens, they go and they take Kyle Hamilton, safety, uh, Ed Reed-style guy that is a ball hawk. Uh, I have a good friend of mine, you know, asked me, reached out, what do you think about the Baltimore Ravens and what they're doing? And I said, well, it's, you know, you give away a, a pretty dominant wide receiver, a big play wide receiver, but, I mean, the guy that you, the guy that you go get... Uh, is what I think similar to what Ed Reed was able to do, and that was to be around the football all the time. And that's what you get in Kyle Hamilton. And uh, um, the Houston Texans, after that move, right, they, they get themselves Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M. Uh, he is a heck of a player. I've spent the last three years with Texas A&M during the fall with Jimbo Fisher and that staff, and I've just watched him grow. And I remember when uh, I was watching one of his first practices and Jimbo walks over to me and goes, that dude's a true freshman and he was a man wow. amongst boys at the time and he continued that and he's going to be a guy that really helps out davis mills in terms of protection if you look at what houston did houston went and got uh playmakers a guy that they think they can turn the ball over and give it back to davis mills and they got a guy to protect davis mills okay then you have the washington commanders uh who traded uh with the new orleans saints and what do they do they go get a wide receiver, a guy that you were really high on, Jahan Dotson. Yep. You were hoping that he may go to New England as was a hoping. fan. Was helping. Yep. And he goes to Washington out of Penn State. Then my Los Angeles Chargers, um, they do the next best thing. They get a guy to protect who I think is the best quarterback in the NFL, uh, Justin Herbert. They go get offensive guard Zion Johnson out of Boston College. I, I love this pick. It's not sexy, but you know the Chargers. I don't need you to be sexy. Your team is so good. Yeah, protect the goods, man. Protect the goods. Brandon Staley, you don't got to be just, you know, gunslinger out there. Just do the stuff. You have the best player pulling the trigger back there, and you resigned Mike Williams, so your receiving core is what I think may be second to none in the NFL. I really, really like the L.A. Chargers. I like this pick. Great job by them. The Tennessee Titans, of course, from the Philadelphia Eagles there at 18. They go get... AJ Brown's, AJ Brown's replacement, Traylon Burks, uh, big physical wide receiver out of Arkansas, tremendous uh, skill set, tremendous tape. Now it's just a matter of having to develop, right? And that may take a little bit of time. With AJ Brown, you had a guy that 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 was playing at a very high level, but hey, he got he got banged up a lot, and it was a big part of last year him being banged up. There was a time that Ryan Tannehill did not have guys to throw to. And that's a big piece in all this. You're not going to pay a guy $25 million a year and not have him for the, the majority of the year. That may be something. And also, you're just not going to pay a guy $25 million, right? I said it over and over. Don't break the bank for a wide receiver. Go find one in the draft, especially one with a fifth-year option. Develop him. Make him go. It's probably not going to please Ryan Tannehill right away, but this is where we're at. I like the pick. I like their decision. Uh, Tennessee Titans really have a chance with Derrick Henry back in the defense, the way they're playing. Uh, Justin Simmons back. It, I mean, they're they're going to be a uh, they're going to be a force once again. Okay, at 19, the New Orleans Saints. Right, they take Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa. So now they have that tackle, that beast, that that guy that that just gets down in the muck to protect Jameis Winston and allow Jameis to develop another year. I mean, this is a opportunity for Jameis to have a rebirth uh seven games five and two a year ago looking like he had 
had an understanding. You get another guy to protect him. You also went up and grabbed one of the best wide receivers in the draft earlier. This is special. This this team offensively could do some do some damage, and defensively, we know how how darn good they are. Right uh, at twenty, you picked this one yesterday, Chris Brockman. The Pittsburgh Steelers select Kenny Pickett. You know uh, the jokes on TV were you know Mike Tomlin. Uh, the front office, you know, accidental bump-ins around the corner at the same facility, you know, checking out, watching film, watching the guy out on the field. Boy, was he excited to stay where, I mean, nothing changes for him. The facility doesn't change. His his local haunts don't change. All of it. And he's got a couple quarterbacks with a lot of experience already in this league ahead of him uh, to allow for him to develop. I I don't feel like the 20th pick carries the same type of expectations as a what you would think of as a first-round pick for a quarterback in this instance. I think he's going to have time to learn. I think he's going to be able to develop. And I, I talked with you, Chris, before the show about I liken this to what the San Diego Chargers did years ago with when Drew Brees was on the roster. Uh, they felt like they were probably not going to sign him when he became a free agent. They went and drafted... Uh, Philip Rivers. Well, they went and drafted Eli Manning, and then traded for for Philip Rivers, of course. And Philip ended up having a incredible career there in San Diego, and that's something that Mitchell Trubisky could do over the next year or two and develop Kenny Pickett. Bruce Gradkowski, who we just had on, mentioned. I don't know if the fan base or people are going to want to see Mitchell that much if he's you know kind of just game managing middle of the road they're going to want to see the rookie get out there and play because that's what you invested in we'll see how that plays out but as a pittsburgh steelers fan i love it i love kenny pickett i think it's going to be a fun watch at quarterback there at 21 the kansas city chiefs go with trent mcduffie cornerback out of washington like this if you guys watched uh, if anybody watched that divisional round game against the buffalo bills the corners looked like they were on roller skates at times. Yes, you know, they looked like they were, uh, their heads were spinning around when they were playing the Cincinnati Bengals uh, a few weeks before the regular season ended, right? It, they need some help there, and this is one of the guys that's big, physical, can do a lot, of, a lot of great things. Played a lot of zone in college in Jimmy Lake's defensive scheme there at Washington, but is very capable of matching up man-to-man. His physical can get after him. I, I, I like this pick. You go at 22, and... Uh, I don't know, Mike Hoskins, I don't know if you're ready for this. All right, but uh, yesterday, uh, a guy named Michael Del Tufo, sitting over there on the ones and twos, heard of him, came with this surprising pick to all of us in our Rich Eisen mock draft at number 22 for the Green Bay Packers. In the 2022 NFL draft, the Green Bay Packers select Georgia linebacker Quay Walker. Nice. Is it? <laughs> he, he doesn't really. What does reach? he need? Ryan saying reach. He doesn't need running back. We mean. I mean, the Packers need a wide receiver, Mike. They need a wide receiver. <laughs> but I was gonna. I mean, I could wait. I got another pick coming up. All right, there we go. <laughs> All, All right, linebacker out of Georgia. I do not think if the if Packers fans were allowed to be in here right now, I think they Michael Del Tufo would be booed. booed. Yeah, booed. <laughs> uh, Pretty much like all the. Uh... Yes. <laughs> Poor Mike. Del Tufo was right. He nailed was right. It. He nailed it. Unbelievable. I mean, he is ownership. Although his notes stopped after the first round. But we he, only did one round. Yeah, we only did one round. There was only one round. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Appreciate you. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
Moving on, the Buffalo Bills. But Ryan, you were so dismissive of Mike after that pick. I mean, I was. I didn't. I, I, I said they need a wide receiver. I, they need a wide receiver. I think they still need a wide receiver. They still need a wide receiver. <laughs> Guess what? They got some time. They got some time. Uh, Packers fans. All right, uh, the <laughs> Buffalo Bills from Baltimore, from Arizona. They went with uh, Kair Elam, cornerback uh, out of Florida. This is this was this was a great pick as well. Um, for them, they did a they did a tremendous job to to get somebody to to help out there on the on the edge. Twenty four, your Dallas Cowboys went with Tyler Smith, mm-hmm. offensive lineman from Tulsa, helped Dak Prescott. I knew I knew lineman was our, our area of need. So yeah, all right. When we come back, uh, Peyton Manning's going to join us. Wow, share on the Rich Eisen show. All right, so Baltimore at twenty five from the trade with Buffalo goes with Tyler Linderbaum, uh, center from Iowa. Linderbaum. I like that. I, did you see the video of him wrestling Tristan Wirfs? Mm-hmm. Well, that was pretty cool. Beat him in high school. Yeah, that was incredible. Those are just, I mean, they, they talked about the wrestling aspect of things, and, and Linderbaum is, you know, his ability to, to maneuver guys. And this one was, this one was a big surprise. Um, the New York Jets move up back back into the first round for their third pick, get it from Tennessee, and they go Jermaine Johnson, defensive end out of Florida State, who was all ACC, uh, and a guy that Daniel Jeremiah had in his top ten. So the Jets essentially got three top ten talented players in the first round this year. If you are a um, AFC East fan out there that is not a Jets fan you you're not not too happy not huh? too, not too happy okay not okay happy. don't want to see the Jets get better at 27 the Jacksonville Jaguars move back into the first round on a trade from Tampa Bay they grab the guy I really like out of Utah Devin Lloyd I think this guy comes in replaces Miles Jack I think that was a piece that needed to and, and it worked out great they they targeted him they thought they could go up and get him um, because I think New England I really do think New England uh, who moved back to 29, thought they could get Devin Lloyd at 29. Yeah. And Jacksonville jumps in there and grabs Devin Lloyd. At 28, the Green Bay Packers. And I was just I was just sitting there going, okay, now they'll take the wide receiver. But I kept hearing Daniel Jeremiah go, the value isn't there. The value isn't there. They go Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle, the fourth defensive player from Georgia. And then at 29, we already talked about this, the New England Patriots select Cole Strange, offensive guard, from Chattanooga. Strange pick. Strange pick. Strange pick. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I mean, disagree with Bill Belichick. Who knows? Dude is amazing. Yeah. All right. At 30, the Kansas City Chiefs Chiefs go George Karloftis, uh, defensive end Purdue. I love that pick. The Cincinnati one, they go safety Dax Hill. I I don't know. I don't know about that one. I believe they needed O-line help. They feel like they can get it later. They had a third piece, a guy that probably can play in the slot. And then the Minnesota Vikings that traded back from the Detroit go with Lewis Seen, safety, Georgia, the fifth player taken. When we come back, I get a chance to talk to my pal, Peyton Manning. We'll be right back. 